Hey y'all, if you're interested in starting a podcast, listen up. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy and then you can distribute it everywhere. That's what me and Jojo use. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. It lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating it today. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money with ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's free. It's free 99. So go ahead and get started. Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Tyra. <laughs> so today's episode, we invited Kristen. Say hello, Kristen. Hello. Happy Pride Month, by the way. Yeah, okay. so Kristen Holden um, is a lesbian traveling throughout the USA solo in a camper van with her two dogs. Living on the road for the past three years helped Kristen develop the courage to embrace her truest self and came out in June of 2021 at 31 years old. Sheesh. The past year has been full of adventures as well as self-discovery as she navigates her queerness and how that has impacted her traveling experience. You can find her on IG and TikTok at where the road forks two underscores hell yeah but yeah we're super excited to have you here um we really wanted someone to come on the podcast and talk about like you know coming out later in life so we definitely want to go into that um a little bit later but we want to know a little bit about like traveling um in a van and like where how many cities have you traveled to and, and what would you say was like your favorite one Okay, cities, I'm not even sure, but I've basically <laughs> been, like, west of Colorado. Like, if you split, like, a line, mm-hmm. basically everything west of Colorado um, mm-hmm. I've been to, except for Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my favorite city, it's probably going to be Portland or Seattle as really? of right now. Oh, my yes, God, we've never I love been. it there. Oh, my gosh, the Pacific Northwest is, like, magical. It is. It, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it's a whole other world. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. Like, if I was to, like, get a van and be like, all right, let's go. Where are we going? Like, <laughs> like I've seen so many of the places that you've been on your Instagram, and I'm like, yeah. where is that? Like, that exists? It looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when I first started traveling in the van, I did not realize how beautiful the U.S. was. I was always like, well, I'm going to save the U.S. to travel in once I retire because mm-hmm. it'll be, it'll just be easier. Thank God I didn't do that because like <laughs> hiking through like the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone and like um, like the rainforest mm-hmm. out in Washington. I'm like, there's no way, no way I could do that when I'm like 60 years old. Yeah. So I'm yeah, yeah, right. so glad. Yeah. Lucky it's crazy that there's now. so much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do you need for like things like this you you do a lot of hiking on most of your travels yeah I, I do so hiking is probably my favorite thing I love chasing waterfalls mm-hmm. so like any good waterfall I will find it I, I mean no matter where I go I like that's the first thing I type into google maps like everyone's always like how do you find the best waterfalls I'm like I literally just type it into google like yeah. <laughs> and I find the coolest places that people like have no idea about which is awesome Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably my, my like go-to thing to do is find waterfalls, yeah. but I like to find things like my dog and see one of them back here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I try to go places that I can take them, which a lot of national parks, you can't. So mm-hmm. it kind of just depends. Oh. Um, 
Yeah. So what made you like want to travel alone in your van? Like we we've said it before, like that we want to travel in a van, but I feel like it's easier said than done. So like what made <laughs> you want to do it? And um, I don't know, like what, what has been like your favorite thing about it other than like traveling? Yeah, so um, I used to backpack the world a lot, but I had a corporate mm -hmm. job. So I was like only being able to do like four or five weeks at a time. And I would take all of my like PTO and do it all at once. Mm. Um, and excuse me, I'm a little sick. So if I sound really nasally, like, no, I'm sorry. You're good. <laughs> um, so it got to the point though, where I, I just felt bad leaving my dogs behind all the time. Cause I, I really believe that when you like get dogs it's for life, they're your responsibility. Like, um, so I just felt guilty and I was like, how can I travel full time with these dogs? And I, one of my best friends sent me a photo of this girl who started to live in her in a van with her boyfriend. She was like, look at this girl I went to high school with. I was like, what? That's so crazy. I could never do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it was just kind of like snowballed in my head. And I was like, maybe I could do that. And then this idea evolved and it kind of became like my van could be my really big backpack that I can mm -hmm. stuff my dogs in mm -hmm. <laughs> and have everything with me at all times. Um, so I was able to convince my job to let me work remote and this was before COVID. So before working remote was really a thing. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So I, so when did you start? Like what that. year? June of 2019 was oh when I hit the road. So right before mm -hmm. COVID, but, mm -hmm. um, I got like a solid six months of traveling in before COVID really hit. Cause I, I took some time. I, uh, so, so my deal with my job used to be, cause I was, um, an auditor it mm -hmm. was you can work full-time on the road but December and January which were our busy months you had to be in office and I was like deal mm -hmm. that's fine mm -hmm. um and so I was home right before COVID hit and then after COVID hit it was like everything changed and I got to go remote 100% of the time which was awesome mm -hmm. um but yeah so then it took from the idea being planted in my head to actual like hitting the road it was about a two-year process of I had to sell my house I had a house nice. in Indianapolis so I had to sell that first mm -hmm. had to sell all my belongings basically all my furniture everything uh in order to afford my van my first van and then mm -hmm. um yeah and then I I finally just I, I remember I met a guy I'll never forget him this black man with really long locks mm -hmm. um in Malibu and I met him October of 2018 and he looked me in my eye and he was like you have to be willing to give up everything in order to gain everything you want and I was oh like oh my gosh fuck that <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> oh I did I followed his advice and I sold everything I got rid of it all um wow God yeah. bless. So, that's so scary we are it yes but I also like a lot of people tell me like, oh, you're so brave, like doing it alone. And, and yes, there, I do think there is some bravery in that, but I'm also just like, I refuse to be stuck in like fear of the, mm -hmm. what, what if the unknown and not live my life. Like I'm 32 and still single and I'll be damned if I don't like live my life waiting right. on someone to like come along, which like we'll get into this, but mm -hmm. you know, I was waiting for a man, which now makes sense that why that <laughs> work out. <laughs> he's going to wait a long time <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Damn. That's bold. I think that that's awesome. 
It is. I so, mean, I, like, for someone who's, like, listening to the podcast and, like, really wants to do this, how much money do you think that they need to save to, like, you know, have a van and then, like, like food and, like, gas mm-hmm. and things like that? I mean, it really depends. Mm-hmm. It does really depend. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm a little bougie, and, and I know that that's <laughs> funny because I live in a van. So... <laughs> But like, I'm even not as bougie as some van lifers. Like I don't have a full size shower inside my van. I have Mm -hmm. an outdoor shower that I can like hook up and and shower outside, but I don't have one inside. So I'm less bougie than some, but more bougie than others. Mm -hmm. My van itself, like the shell of the van was 30,000. And then to convert it, I paid someone to do it, a professional company. And that was 45. So all in, I'm at about 75,000. Which, okay. when you think about that's my house, yeah. it's a pretty solid investment. However, yeah. I know people who've spent, you know, 20000 on a van and then they DIY'd. So maybe they spent mm-hmm. like 5000 on materials um, and they mm-hmm. did it themselves. So it's kind of whatever, like if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. And again, mm-hmm. still easier said than done because there's a lot of roadblocks. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I sold everything. And mm-hmm. the only way I was able to afford that is like, Living in Indiana, I got really lucky that I bought my first house at 24 years old. So mm-hmm. I had quite a bit of equity built up and I was able yeah. to sell it and had the, the money up front to be able to do it once I sold everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little lucky. So, so with that being said, I mean, it just depends on how badly you want it and, mm-hmm. and what you're willing to do to make it happen. As far as a monthly situation, mm-hmm. um, again it depends on what all you <laughs> right what like you what have. do you want to like, do mm-hmm. yeah like I have I only spend a hundred dollars a week in gas um a hundred dollars okay. a week in food mm-hmm. um I have a fifty dollar weekly like fun budget so um side note I do a lot of like personal financing tips and Ooh, like budgeting for people so I'm a hardcore budgeter I love oh, I love all things finances mm-hmm. yeah so I'm pretty particular but um I mean, I could give you down to the details, everything that I have on my budget, but I also pay for like dog insurance and like little weird things like that. So it's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which just came in handy today because I got hit with a $700 dog bill. We like the dog insurance today. Right. (laughs) Right. Everyone wants a dog until you get these bills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely like having a kid. (laughs) So it's time to save up, but we really want to live in a van. For, for a little bit. We just gonna kick it in her van. <laughs> <laughs> you need friends? Oh make it work. You know, it is something though that I, I tell everybody like either go and rent a van. There's a company mm-hmm. called Outdoorsy, which is like Airbnb, but for vans and RVs. And I always right. tell everyone rent a van for at least a week or if even that's too expensive because funny enough, so I'm sitting in my my new house now. Um, and I Airbnb this house and I can actually charge more nightly for my van than I can my house, which is crazy because really? it's like a two story, two bedroom house. And mm-hmm. I can get more money out of renting out my van. Um, sorry, I'm pointing to it outside. <laughs> <laughs> what is, but, what is the um, website for this van rental? It's called outdoorsy.com. Outdoorsy.com. Definitely. Yeah. Feel like we've seen but it. even if that's too much i tell people be be a lesbian go grab a u-haul <laughs> and, <laughs> and just it. put an air mattress in it and yeah you know go camp, go go glamping right yeah go glamping 
Go glam. And yeah. and you know with U Hauls, I think you only need to be like seventeen or eighteen to rent um the U Haul. But mm-hmm. if you want to rent like a regular car, you have to be twenty five, I think. Not crazy. Yeah. That is interesting. <laughs> yeah, you have to be twenty five. I don't understand. These dolls are wild. Yeah. So with the parking thing, where do you usually park? Are there like parking spots for for vans? Yeah. So so a big reason why I said like I've spent a lot of time on like the wet like west of Colorado is because the West Coast is way more van life friendly. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things called BLM land, um, and that stands for Bureau of Land Management. And so that's public land that typically it's like 14 days that you can park on for free. Um, and it's usually around like national parks, national forests, and there's a lot of different apps you can use and you can like read reviews on where people have stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see like how safe it is if there's Wi-Fi there, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm West, that's usually where I stay out in the Midwest and East coast, it's either going to be paid campgrounds or a lot of Cracker Barrel and Walmart parking lots. <laughs> hey, yeah, but they're, but here. they're free. <laughs> right. Can't be free. Yeah. So I've only actually paid for a parking, like a campground or something, I think five times when I was in the U S when I was traveling down in Mexico, I paid for camping every night. So oh, just kind of every different. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but it was like five dollars a night oh okay that's not bad mm. yeah See the and it was in the back <laughs> yeah right the dogs want to make an appearance right so how oh, is yeah. it traveling with your dogs you do it's travel with so them much now right? yeah yeah yeah. they okay, do okay. they stay with me full time yeah it's oh. so much better and i honestly feel so much safer having them with me even just like they pick up on things that i don't like i've I really only felt super unsafe twice. Um, and the one time I actually only felt not only I felt unsafe, but then their body language made me feel more unsafe because even they were nervous. So I I actually ended up leaving and I trusted their instincts. Um, and I'm glad I did it. I mean, I don't know what would have happened, but it was in a That's public nice. space. There was people around, but this guy was just making me really uncomfortable and trying to like enter into my van. And it was just, Mm-mm. so I just fed off their energy. And so I feel like they make me feel safe. They also mm-hmm. alert me to like, you know, if there's going to be like a bear or something around, like they're going to pick up on that scent or whatever. Right. So yeah. just kind of helps. A Yo, bear? Yeah. I wasn't ready Dogs are the best. They hear everything. Like yeah. they like we live in a building, right? And like sometimes we don't hear someone coming up, but he, our dogs hear everything. They're like, "What's going on?" Like we we hear, we smell, what's going on? They're like ten steps mm-hmm. ahead. <laughs> yeah. On the flip side of that, mm-hmm. it does make it a lot harder when I like want to like. Sometimes there's really cool Airbnbs that I want to use, like um, because I have a little bit of a social media following. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can. Ex- I can exchange like a free stay for um, like content, Mm -hmm. but because I have the dogs, a lot of times there's no pets allowed. Um, So like that kind of limits me in some, some things like, Mm -hmm. or if I want to fly, if I want to like catch a flight home or like go see someone or something, I have to board them and that's a lot more expensive. So um, sometimes there's, there's limitations. And like I mentioned earlier in national parks, dogs really aren't allowed. So that also is pretty limiting as well. And I have to be very mindful of the temperature. Um, So I kind of chase like under 80 degree weather year round. I try to stay between like 60 to 80 degrees, which gets a little hard in like July and August. But Mm -hmm. 
Um, so it can be limiting, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I feel like for, for the safety, it's worth it, you know? Yes. Agreed. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of so in the beginning when you first got into the whole van thing how like was it weird to sleep in the van so yeah and I, I practiced like I know that sounds weird but I would like <laughs> park outside of my parents house or I would go to like a local park or something and I would just practice sleeping overnight just like get used to it and what that yeah. felt like also when I first hit the road and now events are coming back um but for a while there was no like van life meetups because of COVID, but they're starting to come back. But when I first hit the road in the first two weeks of me being on the road, there was two van life meetups. So I got to like go to these places and hang out with like two other, 200 other van lifers. Um, Like all, yeah, like all parked (laughs) together, hanging out, um, just like dancing, talking about life, like whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So that also really helped. And they kind of were giving me like a crash course on, how to do van life because it kind of is like you can study it you can watch all of the YouTube videos but until you get in there you just you just have to do it you just got to jump in right (laughs) so you meet a lot of friends I have made so many friends and actually just um let's see back in April there was the first like queer van life meetup it was called queers in the country and it was so beautiful and so amazing Mm -hmm. got to hang out with like all different types of queer folks um, and just talk about like different experiences being on the road from like um, being trans on the road and how to navigate bathrooms and showers and things oh like that gosh. versus like wow. being a solo like femme presenting person on the road mm-hmm. like different things like that like even for example I have a pride flag hanging um, in the back window of my van and when I was buying which flag to use I was torn between, do I get the like all-inclusive one or the lesbian flag? And I chose the all-inclusive because with the lesbian flag, I was like, that signals that there's a woman in here. And I don't, I don't want people to be following me knowing that there's just a woman in here. So like, you just kind of even have to think through things, which even there's some places I removed the flag in general, like traveling through Georgia, I didn't really feel comfortable. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah, you can't, can't show too much. Yeah. <laughs> so in making those friends, uh, what what was some of the like reasons why people got into van life? I would say the majority of people wanted the freedom. Um, it's almost like um breaking out of the societal norm of what the American dream looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, breaking free of social constructs, which I think like a lot of queer folks do that anyways mm-hmm. so it's kind of used to that so at, at least specifically at the queer event that was a lot of like what what I was hearing in general though I think people are just burnt out from life a lot of people are escaping like the corporate lifestyle a lot of people do sell their homes and, <clears throat> and go into this life and then um, some people are kind of like forced into it like just mm-hmm. financially it's just a lot cheaper easier mm-hmm. yeah. um, I have a few friends who wanted to do it, not, not necessarily for force, but they wanted to become debt free. And so this was their way of being able to lower their expenses so much. But so, yeah, I've seen so many people gain like financial independence, being able to be on the road and Mm -hmm. 
pay off their van, pay off all their debt, and then yeah. go on to be able to invest in things. And it's been really cool. Mm-hmm. The way yeah. houses are, <coughs> shit. Right, we about to live in a van. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you like, just have to become like a minimalist, which is hard. Yes. <laughs> so then what I are your favorite? Tell- Go ahead, I'm sorry. You got oh, it. I was just going to say, I cannot tell you how many times I have downsized my closet. So many times. I used to have so many shoe boxes in my closet and I would like take pride in the amount of shoes I have. Mm-hmm. And now I have like four pairs of shoes. The same oh, wow. ones. So yeah. what are like essential things that you take with, with you? Like you have to take it with you on the van at all times. Um, it's a good question. Water. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um. I always make sure my water tank's full in the van. I have 30 gallons. Um, So whenever, especially if I'm like heading out. And so like, I'm going to camp out and not move uh, the van for like a week or something. I always make sure my water tank's full. Um, What else? Gosh, I just feel like I have my entire life in there, which is really nice because it's kind of just like, I have everything I need at all times. Like this past weekend, I flew down to um, Tampa to go Mm -hmm. to Girls in Wonderland. Oh my and, gosh. um, I was like, I'm not used to only having what I brought because I always have everything with me at all times. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was such a weird feeling being like, Oh, I forgot this. Like, Oh, I wish I had this. Like, I'm just not used to that. Yeah. How, how was it? We wanted to go, but we, so we yeah, it didn't work out. But it how was, was it? Did you like it? It was wild. I like, <laughs> it was fun. I wish my younger self could have gone. So mm-hmm. I was actually supposed to go to Key West Pride, but mm-hmm. a tropical storm hit. So we redirected to Girls in Wonderland mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun, but I'm just like at 32 years old, I can't hold alcohol the same way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like after the pool party, we were in the club and everyone was like, Kristen, what is wrong with you? I was like, I, was like, I am already hung over. Like, <laughs> right. Struggling. <laughs> yeah it's hard so to keep I up sat at the club the entire night and everyone just kept coming and checking on me but I was like no I'm I'm dying <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they were still clubbing after that though I would have been exhausted you gotta too. rally up Ooh, you gotta rally Louise. up but yeah. I want to get to the gay stuff because I want to know like yeah. is it hard for you to date living in a van like are people okay with it do people think it's like cool like what do, how do people feel about it yeah so is an interesting question because I feel like, so I came out in June last year and then I wasn't ready to start dating when I first came out. Um, so I actually didn't start dating until December of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I met them, the first person that I, the first woman that I dated, um, they're gender fluid, but they, I met them here in Indianapolis where I'm from. And so I was home visiting. Um, so I didn't meet them on the road. And then we dated for four months before realizing like it just wasn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. And so I've really not experienced dating on the road yet. Um, mm-hmm. Because previously with men, like I was just not dating because mm-hmm. I didn't actually like them. <laughs> so, um, so I didn't, I don't feel like I've actually had like a dating experience, but I guess in between there, there was, um, I guess I have one experience. I did, I did after me and my ex ended things, I was on the dating apps and like I was passing through Atlanta and asked a girl on a date. So we, I, I am surprised she said yes. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. hi, I live in a van. Do you want to meet me at a waterfall and go on a hike? 
<laughs> that's so cool though i would be like oh my god this is so cool like what is this? me that's on so a cool. hike <laughs> that's great I'm like we can facetime before so you know i'm not like some creepy dude trying <laughs> yeah to, like... right uh-huh <laughs> oh, shit. so that was interesting and i will say that experience was kind of weird because it only lasted like two weeks before she ghosted me and blocked me on everything which is fun oh, wow. um Same shit yeah i can't so why it, do people do that yeah it um <laughs> dating's not going well for me so far but <laughs> it's not gonna be shit for a little bit but you'll get it you'll get it you'll get the groove yeah, it's, it's been a struggle uh but but even with that it was kind of like I would start to leave and then again it was only two weeks but it was like I was starting to leave and she'd be like wait no come back I'm like oh, okay so I would like drive back to Atlanta and then like go out and then come back and I was like this is hard like, so yeah, it's it's I would say it's a struggle to date. I do know some people that date for showers. Um for showers. <laughs> yeah. I think I would do that. I can't with y'all. Oh, sorry, I need like, I a real shower. Oh shit. <laughs> oh my god. I, I mostly shower at Planet Fitness, which I'm fine to do. Uh-huh. But I know that some people are like, no, nah, like I want like a nice shower. So I'm gonna like match with someone on Bumble. So <laughs> Just get a shower. I'm like, do you, girl? <laughs> that is so smart, though. That is, I would definitely do that. Listen, you gotta take advantage of what's going on, you right? Know? Right. Men <laughs> and fitness, though, that's smart too. <laughs> yeah. So I did want to talk about like coming out later in life, and basically, like, how was that experience for you coming out at? Um, 31 we do get like some listeners who you know think that sometimes it's like too late to come out and I came out later in life too um but like how was your experience tragic (laughs) (laughs) tragic so tragic um so I started coming out to family in like uh let's see like December of 2020 yeah I started coming out to, I came out to my sister who was pretty supportive. Um, I told my brother and his wife, they were kind of like, uh, backstory come from like a very religious family. My sister is not religious anymore. So I was not surprised that she was supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, My brother is an ordained pastor. So he, I was a little nervous, but also his wife has a gay brother. So... I kind of already knew where they stood um, and they basically told me like, yeah, I mean, we have our beliefs, but it's your life. We don't really care what you do with your life. Like, and I was like, okay, do like, how do you feel about, they have two um, girls. So I have two nieces there and they were like, they're used to being around like they're gunkles. We don't care. We're not going to hide anything from them. Like, we're still going to teach them, you know, what we believe as far as religion goes, but uh, we want them to know, like, there's people who believe different things and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Um, my best friend has probably been the most disappointing of everybody. Um, It'd be like that. Really? It'd be yeah. like that. So at first, I don't think she believed me. Like I, mm-hmm. I told a lot of my friends and she just kind of like, okay, like it's your life. Like, yeah, like kind of same thing. Like religiously don't really believe, but you know, whatever, it's your life. Do you happy for you? So, um, then in June of 2021 is when I 
came out publicly. And um, I told my parents a few days before I came out publicly. They were, I was very scared. They were the ones that I was the most scared to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't go that well, but I came out as bi slash, uh, yeah, I told them bi because I knew that telling them I was pansexual was going to be like too confusing for them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, but I'm bi. So like, I still like men and like, um, you know, don't lose hope. Right. Way too much hope. Like, right. I I, feel like usually that happens because we want to give them hope. I don't know. Like, it's like we want to give them some type of, we want to make it less scary for them. I I feel like. Mm -hmm. That was honestly a huge mistake because I I feel like, I feel like I had to come out again in, so, so when I first came out, I was still like kind of like talking to a guy. And so my parents were like, you know, hearing about him. And um, so in their minds, they thought this is for attention. This is like just something, you know, she's saying, whatever. Uh, my mom even at one point told me that this was my social justice cause of the year. Uh-huh. Um, oh, wow. Look at her. Cause it, <laughs> yeah. 2020 was a rough year for us because uh-huh. I was like really involved in like the BLM protests and things like that. I was actually living in um, Oregon during the Portland protests. So, um, so like I was very involved. And so, so 2020 was a big year of debates between me and my parents. And so when they said that, I kind of wasn't surprised, but I was also like, people, no one's gay for like, like a social cause. Like that's not (laughs) the cause of the month. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So that was, that was a little hurtful, but then I feel like, um, still they, they didn't fully understand or they didn't, um, digest it fully until December when I, of 2021, when I started dating my ex, um, which they didn't even understand what gender fluidity was. And so, um, which my ex, uh, just so nobody like come, comes for me. Um, they use they, them pronouns, they're gender fluid, but they still identify as a woman. Um, so, my you know they were like you can use she her pronouns with your parents like do whatever you need to do to make this as easy on them as possible which was so kind mm-hmm. um but seeing for the first time me like posting with a woman and like kissing a woman publicly and it was it was I had to come out all over again mm-hmm. um so that got really rough I got a lot of um you know, religious talks and worried about your salvation. But mm-hmm. as I kind of like mentioned a minute ago, the one that was the most painful was when my best friend and I, we went to dinner and things had already started to get a little tense between us. I could feel the tension. And so we went to dinner and a lot of things were said, but the most painful being, um, well, you know how like pedophiles are attracted to children. That doesn't mean that they should act oh, on it. Wow. Like, there oh my dear there yeah so that one's still like painful even to say out loud um I have no, she didn't say that because, yeah so she's like just because you're attracted to women doesn't mean you should act on it and um I yeah I mean I was like horrified in that moment and I, I like was yeah. so stuck mm-hmm. um we, we actually left the dinner in like a good place but it, it I had to sit and let it like sink in over the course of a few weeks really Mm -hmm. and we slowly just started to like pull apart and she just 
she also felt like I was doing it for attention and um, that it wasn't real. And um, yeah, so she also told me I wasn't going to be allowed around her children. Uh-huh. Um, so that was the other painful thing because I considered them my nieces and nephews. Um, I've been in their life since birth. I watched two of them be born. Wow. So um, I was shocked to hear that. Um, I, I knew where they were going to stand from a religious point of view, but I, I didn't think it would be such an intense stance. Um, it was, you know, our, we don't want our kids around it. We don't want them to see. And I said, so just to clarify, if I were to ever marry a woman, you would never even be okay with your kids seeing me hold hands with my wife. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And I was just like, I can't be in your life. then. I mean, how do you expect? So we went a few months without talking. And I actually recently just wrote her like a breakup letter. Basically. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to, I was like, I don't want to ghost my best friend, but mm-hmm. at the same time I had to do what was best for my mental health and creating that space is mm-hmm. what I had to do. And I've created that space with my parents as well. We're getting back to better terms because so in February, I, I don't, I didn't have a suicide attempt, but like it got really dark for mm-hmm. a while to where I considered checking myself in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and when my parents found out about that, they kind of like, I think it helped them take a step back and realize like, well, we'd rather have her alive and gay yeah. than like dead. Exactly. Um, yeah. So they, when I came home, um, to visit my, um, the woman that I was dating for Valentine's day, they invited us to dinner, which was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, so my parents have tried a little bit. They're Mm -hmm. still like, we're worried about you and your salvation. And (laughs) even at that dinner, they gave me a rainbow, um, Bible, which (laughs) (laughs) at least it was rainbow, right? (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'll take it. So I feel like my parents, I don't know if they'll ever come all the way around, but I have more grace for them mm-hmm. than I do, I guess, non-blood related people. Yeah. Um, so, but ever since, really ever since I started being more vocal about things, like I've been able to connect with so many more like queer nomadic people, which is amazing, just queer people in general. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like I've lost a decent amount of friendships, but I've also gained so many more exactly yeah it's like a whole nother world over here yeah 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 so I feel like I'm still like going through like the coming out process like Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's fully over yet and even even still like I was at Girls in Wonderland and I went with one of my friends who's like um like a more popular lesbian I guess um because she was on the show the Tampa Bays oh yeah we've seen it Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's like posted with me a few times and I, I just kind of assumed her friends would know that I was also a lesbian. Uh-huh. And I got there and like a few of her more like masculine presenting friends were like, wait, this you're, girl? you're a lesbian? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we have the bisexual girl over here. And I was like, why do I have to like, what? Right. What? Like, so even still, I feel like I have to like, uh, stand up for myself yeah, even yeah. amongst like queer people sometimes of like, no, I'm here and I'm queer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I feel like they, yeah. they love shaming on bi people and it's sad. It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not that that makes me less valid mm-hmm. if you think I'm bi, right. uh, but I am not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so like, why are you assuming? Right. Come <laughs> correct. 
<laughs> yes. But if you're straight, they love them. Oh, they love they them. They love them. They love turning girls out. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's fun sometimes, but. Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy how like everything works out. And sometimes you really feel like the people closest to you will be there and then they're not. And it's, yeah. it's just, it's just so sad to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been, it's been hard. Um, and even like, um, I mentioned my sister was supportive, but even us, like, I would say that she almost kind of thinks it's for attention as well, even though she's supportive. So we actually don't talk either anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like through coming out, I've lost not totally lost my parents, but my parents, my sister, my best mm-hmm. friend. Um, and then some other friendships have just felt like distant, yeah. not that they've vocalized anything, just mm-hmm. distant. Um, yeah. and it's been so interesting to see on my social media accounts, the shift that I lost thousands of followers when I came out. And wow. anytime I post with an, a woman mm-hmm. or if I post like a bikini photo or anything pride related, I mean, hundreds will leave. And I'm just like, do y'all not get it at this point? Right. <laughs> right. It's, right. It's bizarre. I think so. people are corny for that, especially when you like post with, with yeah. somebody that you're like dating or whatever. Oh, they love to hit the unfollow button. Like, mm-hmm. sweetheart, oh. relax. Y'all didn't have a chance anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, come on. Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> but at least you know that the people who follow you are like the real ones who like you for yeah. who you are and what you do. And, you know, like it's crazy because I feel like in the LGBTQ community, like we either get a lot of hate or we get a lot of love. love yeah. There's literally no in between. It's so crazy. Yeah. And at first, it used to bother me. I used to read out the comments and be like, can you believe they said this? Can you believe they said that? And now I just ignore them. Because at first, I can't even keep up with the negativity. It's crazy. Yeah. The trolls oh, are I, out here. A few weeks ago, I got like a five-page email from a woman trying to tell me about myself. Like, are you actually even gay? Like, you're going to start losing brand sponsorships because of how much she talks about about your sexuality like it's not even that deep why are you like speaking on it so much look at look at the way that your ex used to look at you obviously they didn't like you that much like it was wild no <laughs> way no way did she go the out of her audacity. way yeah yeah and they then, got and that then had the nerve the nerve to say if you post any of this or you share any of this information you're a child so I was like it's me. I'm the child. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, facts. The audacity. Wow. Like, yeah. You went out of your way to tell me this about and me. A whole email right. tool going off. Girl. Yo, they can't. They, they can't were... sleep at night. They can't. Right. It really like the straight people are just not okay. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh. that's crazy. Oh, and I'm not had I've had so many. So recently I I kind of had like a semi tipsy rant about straight people in the um in the gay bars mm-hmm. uh on my Instagram and who the straight people came for me. Yeah, they were not They were mad. Yeah. They were so mad in my DMs. Like, yeah, I just think that you like hate straight people now. Like, why are you <laughs> why do you hate straight people so much? Like, so you want segregation and I'm just like <laughs> You cannot win. You can't in either, win in either side. No. Yeah, 
You can't win. They love talking about us, but any if we say any little thing about them, we're wrong. They're flipping a table. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what the yep. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't, yo. I can't. That's crazy. So, do you wow. feel like it's it's worth it, or like it will be worth it? Your whole coming out process and oh, a thousand what percent. You lost? It's already worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already like feel so it. free mm-hmm. like like even even though I've lost a lot like I feel like I've gained so much more and then just I mean just being able to be myself and like there's so much that I'm like experiencing that I'm like oh like this is why that wasn't mm-hmm. you know nice or like <laughs> this is why I, I didn't enjoy this or that or like mm-hmm. oh I was like that because of this like so many pieces are falling into place that mm-hmm. I'm like figuring out about myself and like I I I am sad for my younger self because I feel like I miss out on a lot of opportunities um or just experiences in general Mm -hmm. and something that was really toxic about my first relationship was they would always say like oh I just wish you had more experience I wish you had more experience and so and it's not the first person that said that to me so that's Mm -hmm. been a little bit like discouraging being 32 I feel like people expect me to have a lot more experiences um, and I don't so I feel like I get invalidated a lot because Mm -hmm. of that Mm -hmm. um so that's been a little bit frustrating but regardless I'm glad I finally arrived yeah here and queer to stay I like it (laughs) yeah I feel like it's really just like it's taken off your shoulders, like something that you don't have to hide yeah. anymore. And it's just like you can finally just like breathe and literally be who you want to be and date who you want to date. And if you lose people, then you lose people. What can you do? At least you're being yourself, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. I'd rather be myself than hide it. I can't hide it anymore. No, so. enough. Yeah, it's been way too long. Some people just aren't yes. meant to stay forever. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take that's how early. i see it too yeah you outgrow people and some friendships are just literally temporary you know Big yeah mm-hmm. I, I think i think losing my best friend is probably def- like the hardest mm-hmm. we were friends for 12 years we have like matching tattoos mm-hmm. um i never thought i'd lose her in my life but i still can look back and be like um my best friend is a black woman. And so like, I wouldn't be the advocate for like BLM movement. Like I am today. I wouldn't have been able to Mm. exit out of such a like Republican conservative mindset without her helping me through that. And Mm -hmm. so like, I can look back and see, I I wouldn't be who I am today without her Mm -hmm. and everything that she's helped guide me through. So, um, I'm still like so grateful for that friendship, even though it has not ended in a good way. Yeah. So yeah, you did the best you could, and at least you wrote her the breakup letter. <laughs> Some people just yeah. get ghosted, yeah, right. unfollowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, cool, black, stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we want to go into the family meeting questions, but did you have anything else that you wanted to add before we jump into that? No, let's get into it. Okay. All right. So the first one says, last year, my first serious relationship with a woman ended. We were together for two years. I'm 27 and I didn't really have any experience before her. I guess you can count me as a baby gay. I'm starting to date again, but it's been hard. My level of experience puts people off. Do you have any advice on how to overcome this? Sheesh, we just talking about it too. <laughs> She's like, oh, like same. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Interesting. So what would you I say? Think that just amazes me that like experience really matters mm-hmm. because we all have to start from somewhere. I don't know how many times I have to say that. We all start from somewhere. We don't all know shit. Mm-hmm. And when I feel like, you know, even though you have experience dating, you don't have the experience of dating the person you're dating in the present time. Right. You mm-hmm. have to relearn the person. You know, not everyone's going to be the same. So mm-hmm. I just think it is kind of childish. And I get the idea of not wanting to teach, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody wants to teach, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's just like you, it's not like you stop learning, you're still learning, right? As you get older and date different people and Mm -hmm. start to see the differences in how you don't date or um, like the things that you used to, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have to evolve, we have to change. So it's like, I'm learning just like you would be learning. Yeah. Why do we not want? to keep that yeah you know why does the experience really matter that much yeah and for this person i mean they were together they were with someone for two years so how does that not make you like experience like that that definitely makes you experience if you dated anyone for no matter no matter the timing because the timing doesn't even matter sometimes you have better relationships with someone who you only dated for like two months rather than two years um yeah i feel like I don't know if the person really wants you, they will make an effort and they wouldn't put that as an excuse of like, oh, you don't have enough experience. Like, is this a job? Is this a job? You don't have enough experience. <laughs> like, really? yeah. like, no, I don't know. I feel like when you really want someone, you want them for who they are, not their dating history. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The girl that I'm currently been talking to, she, I think she said it really well. She was like, all women are different, every body type, every single, she was like, no woman is the same. So she's like, I don't really see experience as a thing because each woman that you're with is going to be a different body. So like, yeah, literally like the different things. So I was like, okay, thanks. Like she, she, she validated the fact that she was like, there's no such thing as inexperience because you being with me for the first time is inexperience in itself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Completely two different people. Yeah. Um, yeah, people corny for that. <laughs> like, uh, why date new people if you want the same old shit? Come on. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second one says, should I confront my homo- homophobic mother? My mother always said dating a girl would never be allowed under her roof. She told me that my religious family would never accept me. She told me it was just a phase and that it will pass with prayer. After some years, my mom started being nicer and invited my girlfriend and I on vacations. But I know she's being fake because she talks negatively about me to other family members. Should I confront her about it? How Should I confront her on how I feel? And um, open a whole can of worms, or should I just take that um, and get what I can get because life is too short to be mad and later in life live with regrets? <laughs> yeah. So this person actually wrote a really, really long story, and I try to shorten it down a little bit because we do have a lot of listeners who come from like religious family. And, mm-hmm. um, it's so hard because like religious is such a touchy subject. And I always say this because there's so many different types of religion. It's like, how do we know what's, you know, what's real and what's not, but whatever, that's a whole different story. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But I honestly feel this way sometimes too. Like sometimes I'm like, is my mom really being nice or is she being fake? Like I never know with my mom. I never know. <laughs> but I would rather keep her in my life and play this fake game right. than me start an argument because I think you're being fake. And people people in family, like they love drama. And I feel like don't even tell me if my mom's talking neg- negatively about me. Like I don't even care to hear it. That's mm-hmm. just me though. What do you? How do you feel about that? I just feel like, obviously, everybody, you know, has their own belief. Mm -hmm. Whether you grow up in a household, you know, under religion or Mm -hmm. not religion, um, what you believe is what you believe. We all grow out of our, you know, the beliefs we were grown into, Mm -hmm. and we just kind of form our own, you know, way of life. Mm -hmm. So, you just have to think about it in a way of is it important to have that relationship? Like you said, Mm -hmm. you keeping that fake relationship with your mom just to have your mom around Mm -hmm. or is it important to make, you know, those feelings that you have, you know, valid, you know, Mm -hmm. let her know like, nah, this is how I feel. And I don't like that. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather say Mm -hmm. how I feel. And and if Mm -hmm. you don't like it, I lose you. I lose you. Or Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I see your point. Sometimes you just got to clear the air. Yeah. I'm a little bit more controversial. So I did straight up tell my mom mm-hmm. um, at one point. I said, I was like, I don't ever need you to like want this for me. Mm-hmm. Or I don't need you to agree with mm-hmm. where we stand on, you know, religious beliefs on this topic. Mm-hmm. However, if you're not willing to respect me and my partner when when we're around, if, if they're not going to be invited to holidays and Christmas, I won't be coming. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I made that clear also just from like, we're going to throw in like religious, I don't mm-hmm. know ex- exactly what religion, but if it is Christian, mm-hmm. um, gossiping is a sin. So I would probably say that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Period. Right. A big sin. <laughs> my mom, my mom yeah. always used to say, um, cause I mean, I grew up in, under a little bit of the original, you know, the religious, um, thing but mm-hmm. eventually we kind of like fell out of it um but my mom would always say you know I don't care what you do behind closed doors just don't do it in front of me mm-hmm. um so I took that as like all right like you know you're I wouldn't necessarily say she's accepting completely like oh I accept that but mm-hmm. she's like who am I to judge you for the way you want to live your life? Like I've done my sins. Mm-hmm. I've done, you know, there's shit I have to answer for myself. You know, at the end of the day, you're my child and I love you. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. whole don't do it in front of me, do it on your own time type shit. That's like that form of respect that mm-hmm. I have for her. Like, all right, cool. Like you're okay with my partner being around and, yeah. and you know, including her. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, in return, I just won't be, that super affectionate yeah in front of you if it's gonna bother you yeah so mm-hmm. it's like you know but then my thing with that is like all right so if the person you were dating was a male are they gonna be like don't do that in front of me mm-hmm. don't kiss him are they know, gonna be I was never really like that in front of my parents anyway but now i'll be in her face Mama i would care but i would ask them that i would ask them I don't. I feel like it's one thing to ask and another thing to actually be in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Because when you ask someone and they have the the time to think about it and be like, "Oh no, that wouldn't bother me," or "Oh hell yeah, that would bother me." When you're put in those situations, Mm -hmm. you really don't know how to act. You know, Mm -hmm. you kind of just you just act. You Mm -hmm. when we have time to think about it, you think it's gonna be one way and it's not. That's true. So, Mm -hmm. 
I'm never going to claim to know it all when it comes to faith, but for myself, like one thing I made very clear to my mom is my salvation is my own and you cannot save me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you, if anybody out there has like super religious family members that are trying to save them, I would, mm-hmm. I would just throw that back. Like that is not your job. That was never your job. Mm-hmm. Your job is to like, quote unquote, lead people to Christ and then let God from there. So mm-hmm. when people have this, you know, like the picketers that stand outside of pride parades and stuff, I'm like, that was never your job. That was right. literally like all the examples set in the Bible of like who Jesus was, was everything opposite of that. Like mm-hmm. I, totally opposite. And mm-hmm. I went through like a, a really long time of trying to like figure out my faith and what that meant with my mm-hmm. queerness. And so I've done a lot of studying on this, mm-hmm. um, listened to a lot of like queer pastors and mm-hmm. I, it's just for anybody to try to like judge you or save you or shove it down your throat they're in the wrong not you mm-hmm. yeah snaps right snaps yeah. we're not religious at all so i love that you said that because it definitely gives people like you know a better understanding yeah. yeah. So after that, go y'all better fucking follow yeah, her. DM after her. This, right? DM her. Y'all better go follow her. Uh-huh. Shit. <laughs> we we try not to get too much into re- like we know is there. But you know, yeah. I don't like to put my foot in my mouth either because I don't know everything. Uh-huh. Like you said, but Yeah. Um, and I definitely don't either. I'm not I'm I actually don't really consider myself religious anymore, but I'm like, I think Jesus is dope and I like follow his example. Thanks. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so we want to end it with a quick would you rather. So we're going to ask you, would you okay. rather travel with a friend or with your dogs? My dogs. Of course. Mm. <laughs> All day, every day. I, would, I have my friends. Mm-hmm. My friends get a four-day limit. <laughs> four <days>. That's it. <laughs> I love that. Find your own shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, would you rather beach or mountain scenery? Okay, so I'm definitely more of a mountain girl, but if I can have it both in the same day, I'm going to do that. And that's what I love about Washington is mm-hmm. because you can be up in the mountains and then 30 minutes later be on the beach. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I love that. I'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you rather the sunset or the sunrise? Sunset, always. Yeah. Always. I have I have a roof deck on top of my I van, so I always like park on the beach and just watch the yeah, sunset. I always so- see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I always see you on the roof and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it. that's yes. literally what we want. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to do the next? Oh, okay. Oh, damn. You ran through them. <laughs> Would you rather date a baby gay or someone who is experienced? <laughs> I hate that I'm going to say this. But- <laughs> she wants the experience, y'all. Don't let her fool you. <laughs> Oh shit! Probably someone that's experienced as right right now because I'm a baby gay. Mm-hmm. I think once I kind of like exit this, I would be more willing to date somebody that's a baby gay. But like right now, it's mm-hmm. nice to like have somebody who can like help answer some questions and things right. like that. Right, <laughs> right. To each its own. So travel somewhere cold or warm? Warm. The current moment, I'm gonna go more towards a picnic. <laughs> yeah, that bonfire stench is not. It's it. something else, man. It's we did a bonfire it. once, and our clothes just stink for so long. Yeah, it's tragic. It's 
especially yeah and when you have your van you have to like make sure it's all sealed up or else like my bed's gonna smell like a bonfire and it's just it's bad Mm -hmm. so yeah I'll take a few little picnic that's actually like my dream date that's never happened so if anyone's listening (sighs) and wants to take right exactly if anyone's (laughs) listening take her on a damn picnic she'll let her sit on your roof (laughs) right and travel the world yeah like she need a van bay Uh y'all you heard me let's get her a van bay stop being corny go out here and live your best life (laughs) so where are you staying now like what's where are you at now and where are you gonna be at like in the next couple of months so i'm currently (laughs) i'm currently in indianapolis i'm like here in my airbnb right now um my airbnb that i own um Mm -hmm. and so i'm staying here just because it's easier to fly out to like different pride events and things like that so Mm -hmm. i have someone here to watch my dogs um i'm Mm -hmm. attending indie pride for the first time um this coming weekend so it's not going to be anything crazy but i feel like i should attend like my hometown's pride for the first time um and then i'm doing saint pete pride going flying back down Mm -hmm. to florida I was supposed to be, I mentioned this earlier, I think. I was supposed to be at Key West Pride, but uh, yeah. I ended up at Girls in Wonderland. So I guess that's kind of like mm-hmm. a Pride event. Anyway, all that to say, um, with the way the gas prices are looking, I honestly <sighs> don't know where I'm heading next. I know for <laughs> sure that in September and October, I'm going to be working my way from Maine down the East Coast for like fall foliage. Um, mm-hmm. But between now and like end of August, early September, I have no idea. I might just sit still. I see. Yeah, whew, it is. Well, not cheap. If you ever there. come down to this to this side of town, make sure to let us know. Oh, so I will we can meet up. Yeah. <laughs> I will for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, yeah. We'll show you our uh, corny little, you know, water spots. <laughs> Crazy. A, a little sunset area. Yeah. <laughs> I can put three people on my roof deck. So Oh perfect. So, yeah, we perfect. can go and have a nice glass of wine on the roof deck. Perfect. Don't worry. Yes. We'll give you that picnic. I'm here for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, it was so nice speaking to you. I feel like we could literally do this again because I have like so many other questions. Um, it, there just wasn't enough time, but I love this and it was so nice meeting you. Yeah, it was yes. so nice meeting you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited. Oh, thank, thank you. We're Yay. so excited. We're so excited. Still nervous. Yes. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow her. Can you say you're at one more time? It's where the road forks on Instagram. It has two underscores at the end on TikTok. It's mm-hmm. just where the road forks. Perfect. We will add that to the bio. No worries. Yes. And make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Um, and make sure to um follow Kristen as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, girl. Bye. Bye. Goose, mother goose.